Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, intuitive life coach, tarot reader, energy healer, author. I do all the fun things. And um, if you haven't been with me before, welcome, welcome. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. And we're going to talk about all things magic. My guest today is also somebody who does a lot of things. It's like, who does just one thing anymore? It's pretty rare, right? We have really been able to tap into our amazing gifts, and we all have many, and we're using them in our businesses and personal life. And my guest today, we're going to get right into it, is Brandeline Johnson, and she is a psychic. She's a medium. She's a a coach. Um, She's, you know, doing retreats. She's got a podcast and courses. She's an author. Uh, she has an amazing book that I'm reading right now called Your Freaking Amazing Gifts, a step-by-step guide to develop your intuition and mediumship muscles, which I've been doing more and more mediumship. And it's so, I can't even say how freaking exciting it is when somebody's um, loved one comes up in a reading. Um, and so I'm working on building that muscle a lot more. So I'm just going to bring in Brandoline so we can chat about this. All right. Hey, Brandoline. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to talk to your audience. Yes. You were on, um, I think, gosh, a couple of years ago or something, we've done, we've done one, and, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But you've had a lot of changes in your life since then. Yeah, uh, I think so, all of us so, have. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And um, so give us, you know, I, reading your book, it was interesting because um, it seems like your intuitive gifts opened up after you had an attunement to Reiki. And that's what happened to me as well. Can you, can you share a little bit about that when that happened? Sure. Yeah, that was back, oh, my gosh, like 24 years ago, I want to say. Is, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, that was the first time that I actually physically, I guess you would call it physically, had an experience that you just couldn't um, describe. And it was after having a Reiki attunement, going back to my friend's house because I was staying there because I drove to California um, to get the attunement. And I smelled pizza in the car. And I was like, that is so weird. The car was parked outside of the place that I, I took the Reiki class all day. And then when I pulled up to my friend's house there was a pizza delivery man delivering pizza so I was like that is oh my so God. weird <laughs> um, that is but mostly, so weird and yeah uh-huh. go ahead mostly my awakening happened after I moved across the country to Michigan and I, it was in the woods and that's when it was so undeniable that I started seeking it yeah you started seeing some fairies in the trees and stuff right 
Yeah, it was more feeling them at first, and I didn't believe in fairies. I didn't know. I, I thought they were just make-believe. But that's why it's so fascinating to me to come full circle. And, and um, But after feeling them in the woods, I knew something was going on that was much bigger than me. And so I just started um, diving into it. And I never wanted to, you know, talk to dead people. I heard you saying that you're starting to do mediumship. And it just kind of naturally started happening. And just like you said, it was so fascinating to me after meeting my spirit guides, and after realizing that I had these abilities and getting validated left and right, that's when I realized that the life that I had been living before in corporate, you know, going through the corporate America thing, that that was not what life was about. And I had this such profound awakening about, you know, leaving the societal norms because I was like, if this, if this is this huge epiphany and my life is completely changed because of connecting with spirit, then and, and I could do it, then everybody else can. So that's when I started teaching people. Yeah, and how did you start teaching people? Because you've got a big following now, you know, on social media, and you show up, I mean, when you do your Facebook Lives and stuff, you are just so bubbly and so fun, and people absolutely love you, and you're just your authentic self. You don't try to be anything that you're not, which is something I love about you. You could just show up, you know, and just say, hey, I'm doing a live, and, and your humor is great. But how did you first start teaching people? Well, I first started just teaching them um, how to meet their spirit guides because I felt like that was the most important part so that you realize you have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, 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 I'm i not quite sure maybe the question, like logistically I started teaching just over the, a phone and I would talk to each student. Yeah, but so it's how really, did you get it out there? Like, like yeah, I, I just mean like how did you get the word out that you're teaching this stuff? Like did you just start teaching it to friends or did you get it, you oh, know, I, how did I, you really get it going? I um, had already kind of had um, an online business selling nutrition products, so I just kind of mm-hmm. switched over my platform, and um, so I had a following and kind of just steered them into, okay, now we're not dieting anymore. <laughs> now we're going to learn how to talk to spirit. Um, so it was kind of local. Um, I My very first class, I want to say, was a lot of local people in Michigan, but we still just did it over the phone because it was hard to like, you know, connect and and meet in person. Um, And then it just grew from there. So social media following, absolutely. YouTube, I started a YouTube account at the very beginning and that's literally like 90% of my followers find me through my YouTube videos by Googling something like I'm hearing voices or, you know, why is my, my children having night terrors or, you know, those types of things, I have all videos on there. So that's how people found me. And then it just as, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure, you know, it just constantly changes and shifts and grows. And, and so now a lot of my courses are, are evergreen. Um, they're available all the time, you know. Um, so it's just it's grown and grown and grown. Oh, yeah. I remember the first t- how I found you was YouTube. Now I, now I remember that, but it was quite a while ago. I, was, I also saw some one of your videos. I thought, oh, this gal is great. So I started following you on other social media, and that's how we how we connected. That's right. Yeah, that's fun. Are you still doing YouTube? And and no, because like you know that um, my husband passed away last September, um, so I've kind of been yeah. off the scene. But now um, I've been putting my podcast on YouTube as well, so you could literally watch me, re- you know, recording my podcast. So the the audience seems to really enjoy that right now. Right. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that. You lost your beloved husband. And how long were you two married? We were together for over 20 years, close to 22 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And that you have, like, you know, really 
been a um, someone to you know watch and admire how you're gracefully navigating this and um, what like there's people out there now with COVID. Um, there's been more breakups than ever, divorces than ever, and then of course people who lose loved ones to you know they go to the other side to make their transition. Um, what tips do you have for people in in grief? How have you navigated this? Is there are there any nuggets that you can impart? Um, yeah, you know, I think it's a personal journey for everyone, but I have spoke about it because I feel like it's important. I feel like it's really the biggest thing is for people to see the big picture. That for me is what really, really helped me navigate my grief by realizing that energy doesn't die, that that my husband is not is not gone. He's just not in the same state of energy as he was. And if you if you could see that big picture, realizing like maybe he's like we're multi dimensional beings, right? So yeah. We what we had our relationship to a point where where it had to be. It was it. We both learned our lessons. I as much as I still want him to be here, like it's almost been seven months now. Um, I can see what I can see why. I see all the lessons I've learned. I see all the the things that would have stayed the same if he was still here. Um, so looking, at, I guess the bigger picture is one of the biggest things. It doesn't make it hurt any less. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. But but maybe it helps you just have a little more hope or a little more grace or a little more realization about it. Um, the other thing is like it's so death and and like you say breakups. That is that's a death in its own too, right? Like if you even get terminated from a job, it's so important for you to recollect your energy. So what I did when my husband died is I took time off. Like I just now started. Um, working again seven months later uh and i'm approaching my job completely differently than i did before and i think it it, i had to like i said recollect all my energy and find out who you are without this other person who you are without this job you know who you are without them and your identity it's almost a cutting of cords to set you know in a way yeah, and and uh, you had uh, talked about and written that when you first started awakening that you're, you know, there was a, you know, you almost uh, lost your relationship because your husband thought you were losing your mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I think a lot of, yeah, me, it happened with me too. My husband uh, thought I was losing my mind, and and uh, people when we get in that awakening, then the other person isn't. Um, you know, t- tell us a little bit about that. That was a huge challenge, and it's true. That's a story I always told, and I probably still will tell, even though he's passed, uh, because I feel like it's it's relatable. It's so relatable, the story of, you know, sharing, like, oh, my God, there was fairies in the woods, and your husband going, what did you smoke something today? Like, you know, um, and then and then the, you know, feeling a little bit of shame because he didn't want to, he would say things like, don't say stuff like that in front of my parents. You know, we're going to dinner. Please don't bring up what you do. Like, just say you're a life coach, you know, those types of things. So it was really difficult. And because we had moved across the country, I was completely away from all my normal friends, right? Like, that's <laughs> all of normal, my normies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I couldn't really communicate with them either because I was having such a unique experience, right? So the only person yeah. I really yeah. had was my husband. <laughs> he, 
she was right. Um, yeah, no, she, she really thought I was going crazy, and it wasn't until and it, uh, uh, my podcast name is Craving Consciousness Podcast. It's episode 11, if anybody ever wants to go look at it. But it's one of the most popular ones. But it wasn't until he saw how happy I was and how fulfilled I was and how much more peaceful I was. And I wasn't as bitchy, right? Uh, I found so much peace mm-hmm. in the meditation that he, he was like, okay, something really phenomenal is going on here. And so maybe I better, like, pay a little bit of attention. And so he really got into the energetic uh, standpoint of it because he's very highly impact, very – very sensitive, right, to, like, animals and, and that type of thing. So he he would be the one that would say, you know, something's not right in the house. We need to sage. So he started to come around, and he never um, – well, once in a while, he did talk to a dead person. <laughs> That's also funny. Mm. But, um, you know, he, he, he would have his instances, but he didn't um, devote his, um, you know, learning anything to it. Like yeah. What kind of uh, work did he do? What was he in, doing? He, well, he used to, the thing that he loved the most in Michigan was growing um, wine. He worked at a vineyard there. But oh, he started having oh, some health problems nice. um, a while ago. So, um, yeah, he, he ended up on disability. So yeah. for the last few years, he was on disability. Mm-hmm. So um, now, do you have you been having some since you're a medium and I don't know like is it maybe it's easier for you to go to somebody else to have messages from him or is he giving you messages or signs or can you hear him or what's going on there with the communication with him I love that you asked that question so um I would like to share too like my mom died almost exactly three years so April 19th will be three years um, and then my husband died, and I never have ever once gone to a medium for either one of those people. I feel like I mm-hmm. wanted my own communication. Um, to, to answer your question, though, yes, profound. I'll share mm-hmm. profound um, yeah. sign yeah. with you. And and it it was so it's so interesting. So everybody listening, right? Like I'm the medium, right? So I'm used to want to being the one to deliver these, and I'm used to, or I'm used to the one having people reach out and say, "You'll you'll never believe what happened." And then I love to read the rest of the message yeah. because I will believe it. But it's, 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 yeah. it was so profound to have that experience myself for me to be the one that this is an undeniable sign that I was like lost my mind yeah. and was crying the whole in the car because, oh. um, so what has happened is, um, he, he knew he was going to pass away, bless his soul. Like, he, he died with grace and just so much grace, I don't even know how he did it. But he came home knowing from the hospital that he was going to pass away um, within a very short time. And so um, we just had that one night together, right? And so the day, he, the morning he died, so he died really early in the morning. So that day, someone sent me a song. And she said, this is so weird. And I got goosebumps, so I know he's listening. Uh, it, she goes, it's so weird. It's almost described your last night together. And the name of the song is called Save Tonight. Um, probably most of you guys have heard it. It's like, save tonight. Fight the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Right? Um, so it was yeah. a remake of that song. And I, I was, it was word for word. It was our very last night together, right? So I cried my face mm-hmm. off at that. And um, uh, so, and then, then, you know, a month or so went by because he passed away in Vegas and we had to move into Michigan and la, 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 long story. It took a while to get him 
because he wanted to be buried next to his grandparents. And so I ended up keeping his rings. And when I came back from burying him, I went to a jewelry store and I thought, well, I'm going to get both of our rings cleaned and I'm going to make like a memory box of him and put like our rings in there and stuff so that I'll always have this memory. And I shit you not, that song came on while yeah. they were cleaning our rings in the, in the store. Oh, wow. I shit you not. And so I'm in the jewelry store, yeah. just tears are streaming down. And then I just get in my car and I'm shaking because I just can't even believe mm-hmm. this happened. And I'm just looking in the passenger seat because obviously he's got to be sitting there. And I'm like, that yeah. really pulled a good one. I'm like, that had to, like, if I would have left one minute sooner or one minute later, I would have never been in yeah. there for well, how long is a song? Like two minutes? Like, right. there's just, it's undeniable. And so, you guys, your people are there. And it's really, you know, what tips for me is like, the minute they die, right, they usually mm-hmm. by the next two, three days, they're super active. So a lot of times, and a, a big experience that I've had to myself, through people I've talked to, to my clients, is a lot of times something will be trying to get in the house two, three days, like a butterfly, a bird, a lizard. Something's yeah. trying to get in. Um, so a lot of times you'll see a lot of that activity going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I think I'm rambling now. But, yeah. Um, no, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And then were you, were you right by his side when he – you were right by his side when he passed? I was um, asleep because it was, like, 2 in the morning. But I, I woke up, and I, like, woke up and stood right up. So I know he woke me up like, I'm leaving because he was so hot. He, you know, he had just – just Pat. I didn't. I was yeah. like, "Are you dead?" You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sound like non-empathetic, <laughs> but that's just my style, right? So um, I was like, "Are you dead?" So and he was. Bless his heart. I, you know, I love him and I miss him, and yeah. and now he's my guide and stuff. And sometimes I feel like he's not there. But another thing that I want to say to people, because I I know this is gonna make people feel comforted, is is you know I'm looking for him like so I see this butterfly and, and because I'm a medium I'm I'm looking for all these signs right and I'm like is that you and then I'm 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 like oh and then right then like the wind blew and this and then I feel this thing in my stomach and I hear I'm not the butterfly I'm not the wind I am one with everything I am all the things I am the wind I am the butterfly I'm all of it at once right so I feel like everybody needs to realize that even if you're thinking of them and the leaves move a certain way on a tree and you swear that you saw some sort of color flash over there, that's, that's them, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when you're looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your mother? What kind of message? I can't believe it's been three years because I remember you posting when she was sick and she was passed, and I can't, I, just, I can't believe it's three years already. It feels like that just happened. Oh, yeah. gosh, time is flying. That but, was a yeah, little bit what, of a what, difference. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a little different because we had a little bit of a falling out when I moved to Michigan. And so when she was sick, I came mm. back and I, you know, was with her for the last, like, three months of her life. Um, yeah. But because of that falling out, um, I, so I would have nightmares about her. Um, so I'd have nightmares that she mm. was back alive and she was angry with what I was doing or thinking or planning. And that even my grandma was there would come back alive and she would be talking crap about me to my grandma. So I had to do some more <laughs> cutting major there. And I had to do a lot of inner work with my mother about a year after she was gone. 
I realized that I had some trauma, right? Some some sort of trauma yeah. going on there with the the falling out and the childhood and all the things, right? So I got a therapist, um, a trauma therapist, a trauma coach rather, because it was you know an online thing across states, and for six months, and I worked with her. That really uncovered so much of the dysfunction that we we had in our relationship, my mother and I. Um, mm-hmm. So when my husband died, that's when I was like, okay, because when my mom died, I went into trauma response, like, mom, I'm going to make you proud. I'm going to work my ass off. You've been following me, Marla. Like, you've seen how much my business over the yeah. last three years has exploded. Well, a lot of that was because mm-hmm. trauma to try to please my mother. Right? Oh, wow. Please, my yeah, mom. Yeah. Like, look, mom, I'm doing it. Yeah. Look, mom, I did it. Um, so, so the six months of therapy with that. And then when my husband died, I was like, all right, I'm not working. I am not going to dive into my work. I'm going to do exactly the opposite. And I'm going to stop working. And I know I needed yeah. that. Yes. Because Absolutely. people that lost someone, a lot of times they immediately have that trauma response. Like, okay, what can I buy, you know, to make me feel better? Uh, should I move across the country? <laughs> you know, should I buy a car? Right. Uh, you know, you know, they immediately try to fill this gap. And, and so for me with my mother, it was filling it with work. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, at least you were, yeah. you were making money instead of depleting all your money. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, gosh. it's a yeah. good thing, right? So, I mean, in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, spirit, spirit's like, yeah. let's give her all this money because then she's gonna need some time off, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, kind of floating it in a way. So, yeah, but um, super, super interesting and, and, to discover. And you have, and you have kids, right? I do. I have a daughter and a granddaughter. Yeah, and does your daughter? have these magical skills too is she into this yeah she mediumship and stuff uh, yeah yeah she she does she's not she prefers animals she says animals are easier animals are simpler mm-hmm. they're not so complex as humans she is really good at reading animals she was the one that i called because i she stayed with my mom when i moved to michigan um so i mm-hmm. called her and was like oh i swear there was fairies in the woods because I really thought they were make-believe, but she had all these fairy books and stuff, and I thought, oh, she's so cute, you know, making little fairy mm-hmm. altars and stuff. So she was the one that I called. She was like, yes, mother, I've been telling you they're real. Um, but then oh. she, um, she uh, did a lot of the exercises and a lot of the games, to because teaching intuition and mediumship development is really a game. It's games. It's fun. Um, but she is so good at animals. Right. So I'll, I'll reach out to her with animals if I, if I have somebody to refer. Now, do you still, do you take, uh, re, do you do readings for people if they want to, if they go to your website, do you offer that? Mediumship I do readings not. Or readings or, yeah. Oh, you don't I do, do that not. anymore. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that wild? I feel like, though, I feel like it's so important. So I love to teach intuition and mediumship development because I feel like that's the baseline that everybody needs to have in order to mm-hmm. expand, right? So I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of readings, right, to get the validation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you need to do hundreds, but, I mean, like my, my program has maybe 30, right, where you have to get the validation and yeah. stuff. But uh, – what I've really gone on to is like further, further, deeper 
into really connecting our psychic and mediumship abilities with science, right? And bridging mm, that gap yeah. between like the physical, like your physical body and the chemicals that that your physical body creates that then in turn affects the quantum field, which then in turn is when you see what, what you see outside of yourself right now is a reflection of the chemicals that your body is making up because it has to do with the quantum field, right? But I love to tie in how like clairsentient psychic physical feeling can can also uncover some of these scientific things, like backing into science with spirit psychic abilities, if you will. It's kind of a mishmash, but I'm so into stuff like that right now. I know you like to geek out on the scientific stuff. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but generally, yes, I I do have um I do have a one like an intensive session, which could be a reading because spirit comes through regardless. But it's more for people that um, are willing to do the steps that spirit is suggesting. And this is why I actually stopped doing the readings because I was getting tons of people coming to me, but then not doing the inner work. And while that is their responsibility, not mine, I wanted to offer a, a, a space for them to be able to get the guidance, but then also have somebody kind of back them up and coach them through making those changes instead of just saying, this is what spirit said, bye, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it is. It does get a little frustrating. I do. I work on two different psychic hotlines giving readings, and then people can get readings on my website at MarlaMartinson.com. But on the often the, the hotlines, which I really enjoy, but they're really looking for just the answer and not. I try to coach them a little bit because it's mostly: is this guy my soulmate? Is he coming back? What's he thinking about me? Does he, you know, is he the one? Is and then different situations where maybe they're with somebody, but they're interested in somebody else, and that person's also with somebody, and is that really my soulmate, or is this my soulmate? And it's not for me to tell them, or, you know, it's, I try to, you know, I also want to teach them, you know, go within, you've got to meditate, you've got, or, or even simple things like using a pendulum. I like to tell people if they have a decision to weigh, instead of asking a psychic, which job, which career is best for me? And sitting there, you could use a pendulum to tune into your own body, your own higher self and your spirits and which feels better for you. Um, don't you find it's something, do you work, what do you think about pendulums? I think there's so many tools and so many modalities. It's really what resonates with the person. Pendulums and me, that we don't really use mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, Oh, okay. <laughs> but some, some cards. Some people use cards. Some people use angel cards. Some people use tarot to get a little more detail. Um, Pendulum. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, it's really having that connection with spirit. For me, it's really when somebody, and like you said, coaching them, that's really what it ended up being for me. And then when I realized that's what I'm doing all day long, I changed it to coaching. So it's not called a reading, right? It's coaching. Um, Yeah. And that's where a lot of my, my, my courses came from, too, because I'm like, okay, okay, you want to know this, this, and this, and this, then go take this course so that you can learn how to do it yourself by learning to speak with your spirit guides or feeling it in your, you know, your clairs, your clairs, your seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing yeah. abilities. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one of the, one of the things like you and I, like you're, you're the mystical matchmaker, right? So like every 
right before Valentine's Day, I'm always doing something like um, how to find your lover uh, class, mm-hmm. right, or manifest your yeah. lover class. And that class is all about the inner work that you need to do, right, because people want the answer. Well, I could tell you what your lover looks like by, with using my clairvoyance. That's something that I, I was very mm-hmm. popular with is, is the Find Your Lover readings. Um, I could tell you what they mm. look like. I could tell you what they're like. But uh, but there's something in between there. <laughs> there's some inner work having to be done yeah. with you. It always starts with that person, the person that's coming to you for the reading. It's not the, the person that they're asking you about. It's, it's them themselves. Because that person that they that you might be seeing, maybe they're – a narcissist or maybe they're, you know, um, not the right person because your frequency is not right. You're, you attract frequency, frequencies always matched. And so maybe you have to do some work on yourself so that you attract what you're really looking for because anybody can attract in a lover, um, but it's not necessarily going to be the one that in the end it's, you're going to be happy with. You keep those same patterns. If you have a pattern of getting into dysfunctional relationships. I found that with myself. I just kept dating the same guy in a different pair of pants. It was the same. <laughs> and, yeah, so I had to do a lot of work on myself. So that is and, the and that's exactly I love that you teach it. people. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because, like, in the, in the class, I say, you could, you could meet the best person in your life, the best partner in your life, and it's so amazing for two months. You start back into the yeah. pattern that you were in, and you're using the same vocabulary. I talk about vocabulary, and you know, there's something else I talk about too is changing the current relationship that you have now because because there was a time that um, I was like, you know what, my my husband, he's not you know fulfilling his purpose. He's depressed. He's not bringing in any income. I'm he needs to get out of here. He needs to change or get out of here, right? And Spirit told me, you need mm-hmm. to stop looking at him. They said, stop looking at mm-hmm. him. You look at your own self. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I was like, well, I guess right. if I'm not going to be with him, then I'm going to line up all this stuff, right? And then he changed. It, it, but it wasn't he didn't change. I saw something different, right? It was my focus. Mm-hmm. I was looking at him for my problem, right? So we always got to look back at ourselves. Right. So when, men, when women come to a matchmaker or whatever they're looking and they say, well, I'm not going to date a man who's under this height or he has to make this amount of income or he's got to drive this kind of car. And I've been a matchmaker for 20 years, so I've heard, heard all of that a lot. And, and it's not about that. Anything can change in the world and we can lose our, our jobs or get sick or whatever. It's, it's, um, when we're, we're, it's like when it's a transactional or conditional a list, it's, I see how they can go for years and years without finding that person. I don't know, that just it puts up a block somehow. Or they find it, they find the rich guy, but then they're miserable because he turns out to be an alcoholic or he's cheating or he's, you know, and not that I'm saying rich guys all do that. I'm just saying when you're putting these things up front instead of heart-centered, soul-to-soul connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. having said that, and, right? So here I am seven months after my guy, and I'm like, all right, because I want a partner. Like, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Spirit's just like, no, you don't. <laughs> Spirit's trying in, say, no, you don't. Well, you know, what Spirit's really saying is, like, you have to, you have to go through everything by yourself first. So 
you know, yeah. like some things that come into my mind is like there's something going wrong with my plumbing, and I'm like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> like either a Brandeline, you need to get out the wrench and do it yourself, or you need to, you know, call the plumber, or like. I think to myself, you know, I really want a guy that has, like, a cabin in Utah. And then there's, like, so, Brandeline, what are you going to do? You're going to get a cabin in Utah. Like, you have to do it. Stop thinking that it has to come from some external source. And we could we could right. use this analogy for every area of your life, too, you know? Yes, yes. Start from where yeah. you are. At. It, it is it it is nice that the guys can fix things, but we can call somebody. Somebody, there's services out. There's handyman out there. We can, you know, and that that's it's more empowering to to make our own money to to buy our own cabin. But then when you do that, when we rely on ourselves, we we're confident, we're in, empowered, and then we do pull in a like frequency like partner and that will probably be able to do that for you will want to or have have a lot of you know things going on so exactly i love that key word yeah yeah. word you just said there is is you become the energetic match you have you're the energetic match you're the person and so you're going to get somebody that is like-minded just like you said yes amen amen i Mm -hmm. love that and and I wanted to ask one more thing. So going back to the mediumship, because that's where I'm so excited about right now. So when you said that those things just started happening, like what? How did it just happen? Like happen for you? And I just I'm curious about that. The mediumship. Um, oh yeah. Things coming, you know, still coming forward. Yeah. Cool. So interestingly enough, right? We, we were doing. Um, I was mentoring with a, a girl. Her name's Sarah Newton Limos. She was on the Ghost of Morgan City, I think. Um, this is years after I trained with her. But anyway, just to give her a name drop there. And uh, we were doing exercises with a little class, right? It was a kind of an online Facebook class or something. Um, and she was giving us a live people, right? Because I was really into this whole psychic thing. I was like, wow, I can't believe I I could do this. We were just doing different exercises, Um and then she did a sneaky sneak and showed us a picture of her brother that was passed away, but she didn't tell us he was passed away. Mm-hmm. I nailed that reading way more than any of the psychic oh. ones. So, uh-huh. and then she's like, surprise, he's passed away. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. How did I do that? And so something I like to describe is like a psychic ability, right? You're, you're tapping into a frequency, an energy, someone's energy or, or, you're hearing or feeling or knowing it from your spirit guides, right? It's a psychic thing. It's like an energetic imprint. When we're talking about mediumship, mm-hmm. though, we're talking about someone yeah. is talking to you, a person, an actual yeah. uh, passed away person. So you're having a one-to-one conversation here. So you're going to get a lot more information, at least in my experience and with my students. Um, but it's, you're all, and you're also going to remember it a lot more, right? Because you're like Mm -hmm. profound mediumship experience versus a psychic experience. Um, It's more profound to me um, because you're you're remembering a conversation that you had with somebody, say, at the bus stop versus just an intuitive nudge that you had at the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, So, and then after that, because that was all based off of a photo, then after that, I, I, and I, Share that I'm very clairsentient, which is a physical psychic, um, and you use mm-hmm. all your clairs to do mediumship, right? 
Um, so all of a sudden, I was I would I would feel this feeling in my stomach that there was somebody like in my kitchen that belonged to one of my people. So my best friend's husband, he died a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, he is in my kitchen. I could feel his energetic mm-hmm. essence, if you will, like how your mom feels different than your Aunt Judy or, uh, you know, they just, if you can really get down to the feeling. And so then I started having rants, like the people that belong to other people were coming to me. Um, I never did get into the random folks coming to me, like people that I didn't have a connection with. I had uh, like my childhood elementary um, friends come in my shower before. Come in your shower? Yeah, and they really, they don't really care. They're just like, just in your showers when you're present, you know, um, yeah. usually in the shower, the car, an elevator, those types of places. Um, <laughs> he, I knew he wanted me to get a hold of his sisters. And so somehow I got the message, you know, how many years later from going to elementary school. So that's how that was. And then, um, then after that, it would just be, you know, inviting them in inviting in so I would do a reading on a living person yeah. and I would invite in their past loved ones and then that's when my clairvoyance psychic seeing really came into play because the the dead people would show me exactly what they look like what they wear how they walk um yeah I could smell if they smoked I could hear them clear their voice in a certain way so that I could I can then describe every single detail to my my student yeah. um, or to my client rather something I do want to say mm-hmm. like to somebody that's learning if it's, it's so important for you just to say I smell smoke just to say this person's wearing overalls just to say what you see here feeling no do not ever try to figure out why does this person smell like smoke is this a grandpa is this at this, you know, your, your human mind, your logical brain is so used to wanting to understand what is two plus two, you know, before um, you raise your hand to the teacher. When she says, what's two plus two, you're not going to raise your hand unless you know it's four, right? Well, when it comes to psychic right. mediumship abilities, it is your duty to just say it, no matter how yeah. crazy you feel, no matter how wrong you feel that you are, just deliver it. Mhm. Yes. Don't uh, hold back. Sometimes I, a couple times I held back, and then they said something about something in a reading, and I was like, Oh no, I did get that. You know, it's like, no, you got to just say it, just blurt it out, because you don't know what it, what uh, significance it has. It's so true. So that's cool. It, now, it's before, so true. Now, before, yeah, before somebody comes in, do you have to usually sit and do a little meditation, or do you just get things like if if somebody, if you're just sitting there to chatting with somebody? And say maybe their loved one will pop in, or uh, is there a certain way that it works for you? Both to all, all of that. Um, so uh-huh. when I did readings, or if I do a reading, because sometimes I'll, I'll do readings, but I don't do, uh, I don't have them on my website. I don't do paid readings. Um, right. So uh, like for my daughter or a friend or somebody. So with that, yeah. when I used or when I used to, I would I would meditate for a good five minutes, especially if it was mediumship, because I really wanted to make sure there was a good connection, right? Um, but I'll, I will be on a coaching call or I could be on a podcast and all of a sudden get this weird feeling in my stomach, 
which is them saying, mm-hmm. hey, something, somebody's here, and then my clairvoyance, the seeing, will start popping, and then I'll, I'll be like, hey, there's a lady behind you, and she looks exactly like this. So um, I think for beginners, yeah. it is important to do that meditation so that you are centered, you're grounded, you're in this present moment, you're not, have your energy uh-huh. field open and, you know, get, a, you know, cling on, yeah. if you will. Um, but once you're developed, like, it's almost, to me, it's almost like a wonder, right? So I could go from just talking to you to going, getting quiet and go, you know, I wonder about Marla, mm-hmm. you know? And then, bam, uh-huh. I can connect, yeah. right? And so then uh-huh. that person yeah. will be there, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about these shows, these TV shows that have these psychics like running up to people in the grocery store or in the parking lot? Or, you know, I think it, it's probably just contrived, right? I mean, who, you know, like, do you ever get that? You're walking around and you could just run up to somebody. Oh, I got to tell you, your grandmother's here. <laughs> uh, I think so it's a personal choice. Yeah, it's a personal choice yeah. for the medium. Um, because I've taught so many hundreds of students, right? I do have people yeah. uh, that have like people standing outside of their front door, like hundreds of past loved ones standing outside their front door because they know their media. Um, and I have delivered wow, some mail. Really? That I is call cool. it mail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. You, I've had students that find dead people's bodies, that the dead people come to them and say, my body's missing and it's over there. You know, I've had all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, well, I think that that would be cool to help police. Definitely. I think that would be so cool to help police missing persons, you know, that have been murdered or something. I think that's amazing. That would be so satisfying, I would think, you know. Yeah. But So it, each person will develop their abilities, and then they will develop a sort of a special ability according to what it is that they're passionate about or what their purpose is. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so mine. I, I mean, I, I could do the find your lover and stuff, but stuff that I get really excited about too is is reading their DNA imprint, so that they, they have a better awareness of what their life purpose is. So we we all have this different oh. um, abilities and different desires. Because I don't really care to deliver messages from loved ones in the grocery store. I don't. Um, right. So I and I you mean, don't know I what have, those people are going to freak out or whatever. You don't know. You know, if it's a stranger, you don't know if they if they would want yeah. it or not. You know. So, a couple yeah. tips on that then is number one, mm-hmm. you could deliver the mail without letting them know. So, for example, I had somebody tell me about this guy and that he was supposed to become a chef and open his own restaurant. Right? They're like they're like bothering me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was at a barbecue. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Oh. So then I tell the guy, I'm like, you you must be a really good cook. And he's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, you would be really great if you opened your own restaurant. He's like, that is so weird that you said that. So then you know immediately that it, they're, they're validating something. But you don't have to say it's your dead grandpa behind you, right? You mm, could say, right. I'm getting these feelings. Um, and then the guy's last name ended up being Cook. And I was like, you just can't even make this stuff up. <laughs> um, uh, but... <laughs> Um, or the other thing that people I tell my students to do too is if you want if you're getting a strong message and you're scared you don't you know know you just ask the person you say I have a message from spirit or I feel like I have a message from one of your past loved ones would you like to hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. And then they almost always say yes. And if they say no, then it's not it's not your turn. It's not their time to find out mm-hmm. yet. 
Right. I love it. So, Brandoline, um, where can people find you? What's the they best way? They can find me in all the places, right? So my website is my first name, brandoline.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-A-L-E-E-N.com. You can find me on Instagram at I am Brandoline. And then I'm on Facebook. And then um, we have a community on Facebook that's a rather large community, and that is Your Spiritual Awakening Community. And then if you mm-hmm. want to see my videos on YouTube, that's my name, Brandoline Johnson, over on YouTube where I have hundreds of videos. Awesome. Over there. Yes. And you guys, uh, she's linked up uh, back at the um, in the show notes. And Brandoline, I just want to um, thank you so much for joining me on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast and sharing all your magical tips and your story. I really appreciate it. Sending you much love. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay magical. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, MarlaMartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.